when you were trying to think of like the scale, the smallest thing to break I, listen, up Dookie I, in a toilet to, was honestly, Tamagotchi. I don't know what a nanobot is, so I was like, is that like a what, what's like your a theory? Nintendo? If you had to, if you had to context clue together, what do you think a nanobot is? Nano means one. No, <laughs> does it? <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number 508 of the podcast. I'm your host, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to the life of ADC. We're committed to educating you on things that entertain but do not matter. To find out more about these competitive mm. pursuits, check us, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast and we're on Twitter at podcastpod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be doing some opinion death panels. But before we do that, you guys, listen, I watched the Smartless colon on the road doc on HBO this weekend. And if you don't know, this is about a podcast hosted by three very famous wealthy people who do not know many people of color. Um, and if you don't realize that, just listen to the Tiffany Haddish, Octavia Spencer, or Aquafina episodes, and you will believe me. Now, it's worth the watch, but know this. They do a live podcast, and they do not prep. They eat kale or surf and turf until showtime, and then they stay on stage less than 60 minutes interviewing, believe it or not, almost all white men. Now, my favorite episode is when they interview the sole woman on the tour, and they're worried she won't be enough to make the audience happy, so they bring out a white actor halfway through her interview, much to her surprise. Um, no matter, the purpose of me telling you this is I compared what was happening in Smartless on the Road to what we do at the podcast live. Um, first of all, there's no private jet. Christiana. I wish I would fly private jets so hard. We would do it. We would be amazing at it. But we've been prepping since fall of 2022 for our two live shows coming up in September. We'll be in Austin on September 2nd and Atlanta on September 30th. It is not a live recording of the podcast. Listen, that's not necessarily worth putting on pants for. We plan two hours of chaotic but meticulous comedy. There's audio. There's visual. There's giveaways. There's a PMG staff. Aaron will probably twist an ankle at some point. You do not want to miss that. You need to plan a weekend, a road trip, a date night. Heck, use those flight credits and get thee to one of these shows. You want to be in the room where it happens. Just go to knoxandjamie.com slash live or click on the link in the show notes to grab your tickets today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Jamie, uh, we're going to do some death panels today. And I'm really excited because in most of this year, you know, we're on a little bit of a forward schedule of like, we know what we're going to do when we're going to uh, like, like a month or so out. But this is one of the rare episodes where we actually kind of pivoted last minute um, because the what we're going to talk about, some of these comments in this episode, uh, these were originally Flavortown submissions from a few weeks ago that we love so much that we felt like we didn't know quite what to do with them, but we felt like they deserved uh, their own episode. So I'm really excited to talk through these. No, I'm very excited because uh, we had talked about this episode being a pilot program episode, and but that pilot that we were going to do, which we talk about in the more you know, it's 30% on Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, so we didn't do that for them. Okay, you know what? I'm not doing this here because we already talked about it in the more you know. I don't think it's, I don't think it is properly rated on Rotten Tomatoes, you know? Okay. We I, think, I think a critic got there and was like, there's, there's body fluid uh, present, right. so minus 70. And yeah. I, I don't, I don't dispute that necessarily. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's right. Twenty six, uh, cr- twenty six critics got there, and we're like, that's a lot of fluids. Sure, like sure. in a variety of places, and none of them cool. I'll be honest with you. But no matter, I'm very excited about this. Yeah, you know, and I think um, I don't. This might be maybe we have a, like an operations meeting soon, and we can figure this out. But I feel like these opinions. Maybe you know they're not in Flavortown, but maybe they get to like be at the all inclusive resort in Flavortown. You know, like they get okay. like a, a all expense paid a trip to the all inclusive resort in Flavortown because they're so, they're that good. They didn't match like the vibe of what we were looking for, but they were just so good that I feel like they're a very important conversation piece. And I think you know to the death panel format, um, I, I went back to see like what was the earliest version of of using these and like when we talked about them, and the earliest I could find was. I, I think it was our second and third live shows in Dallas mm-hmm. in the narrow hallway. Um, that's when they made their <laughs> debut. And uh, what I realized now, th- th- that was like proto Flavortown opinions. It was basically just people with their unpopular opinions. And uh, the uh, opinion that we featured last, because it was the hottest yes. in that show. This is from, uh, I'll read it just verbatim. This is Rachel Bird. Uh, and she says, I hate Chip and Joanna from Fixer Upper. They ham it up on camera on HGTV. They are on Home and Garden Network, not a primetime sitcom. Good grief. Settle down. I'm not. Uh, uh, w- what I do know is that Christians do not have to irras- irrationally adore, unwaveringly support annoying people on TV just because they also love Jesus. Like this was this was hot for that this, moment this in time. Is, that so is good, good to you, Rachel. That is spicy, Rachel. Although I do think Christians do sign some sort of documentation that they do have to support everybody because they have to be like, I got to go hard. I got to go hard. Like, Look, it's all we got. It's all we got. And we just got to make it work. You know, it's the <laughs> we got to love those Camerons. We just don't have a choice. That's right. So uh, it's been a minute since we've done death panels, uh, but that's basically it's a, it's a flavor town. It's an unpopular opinion kind of uh, fusion, uh, but even more broadly than that, Jamie, do you want to explain like where the whole idea of death panel comes from? Like in general? Okay, so let's do time travel back to 2009. Do you remember 2009, Knox? It's when we got a new national anthem called Party in the USA. Mm. Uh, the country was just as divided then 
as it is now because you were either Team Jacob or Team Edward. Okay. And when you weren't thinking about Twilight, you were playing Farmville and realizing you would be a horrible farmer. It's also the year that we got an out of the box brand new president who submitted a, a, you know, a tiny little healthcare bill and proposed that doctors should be paid for spending time with uh, patients and having conversations with them about planning for their end of life care. Another politician who would not put lipstick on a pig coined those conversations death panel. So this is a fictitious panel of medical experts who would decide if your Gigi or your Papa would continue to be plugged in. Yeah. Um, and for the most part, they would always unplug them. Like, always. I mean, um, like, I know in theory it's terrible, but I also do kind of like the idea of just like, you know, uh, what's the case for your life? You know? Like, let's let's talk about it, old person. Like, like tell me why this, you should keep living. Yeah. Justify this electricity from this, yeah. uh, from this pump or that's whatever right. keeps people alive. So, yeah. yeah. So that's where the death panel. So we, when we have these opinions, it's us serving as the death panel, deciding whether this opinion can live or die. That's right. So um, this is like the elite of the elite op- uh, opinions. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be really tricky. Um, so w- we are going to look at them in the context of live, die and understand like why we feel how we feel. We did get a couple of comments that I, I feel like serve as worthy examples um, that we'll go over really quick just so people understand the vibe. Uh, the first one was from uh, Sarah Jo Price. Uh, and she said adults shouldn't be twins. And then she added context. I'm married to a twin. This is great. Like this is, I, I, I don't disagree with her necessarily. And it makes me think of, of like a lot of different alternate possibilities to deal with this issue. Listen, you know? Okay. So for context, I am, and I have been on record for many years that I am obsessed with ch- twins. I love them. I want to invite them to parties so I can interrogate them. I want to stare at their faces. They're like mother's mother nature's little Easter egg. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But to be clear, I am only interested in identical or conjoined twins. Fraternal twins are boring AF. Like, I'm not Look, interested in They're the, not real twins, okay? I don't, not I'm not twins. trying to be the one to say that, but it's not. They're not real twins. No, two, that you got to have one egg and it splits. This whole two eggs work their no. way in, that sounds uh-uh. bossy and not enjoyable at all. Now, I, so in, in this situation where adults shouldn't be twins, is it that you just have to renounce your twindom? Like, you renounce your citizenship? Okay. Or is it at age 17... Two twins have to fight to the death. Okay, this I'm glad you asked this question because I have two alternatives. Um, okay. One is like I, I feel like we have to allude to the Jordan Peele uh, situation. Like the I think I, I guess it was called us, where one yes. twin has to live in the shadow realm. Right, that's a possibility. Oh, I, like I more that. prefer like uh, uh, Twin Island, and <gasps> it's just an island where the lesser twins are sent and their memories are erased. You know, <laughs> and it's a replica of society, except everything is is they get like instead of Mountain Dew, they get Mountain Lightning. Instead of Generic. Oprah's talk show, they get Drew Barrymore's. Instead of How College Game Day, they get Fox's show with Urban Meyer and Brady Quinn. It's just it's just lesser than you know. And I could like I could even see the movie version, and it would star like the uh, Good Charlotte Twins, you know, and like oh, one yeah. Benji's the good one, and yeah. I don't remember the Benji and Blank Madden. Coco. What's the other Matt? Matt Coco Madden. Is it Coco? What is no Benji uh, and no? It's Pete Wentz. Part, I'm see. I'm I'm sitting here thinking. I should is ask it Charlotte? Aaron. Is that where the Charlotte comes from? They're Charlotte Madden from Good Charlotte? I, that feels like very good in one direction. Benji and Charles Madden. I don't want to ask Erin because I feel like there's no way she knows, but there's like a 10% chance she, she does actually not know. knows Do you very know vividly. who the other twin is, Erin? Glenn? In Glenn what? Madden? In Good Charlotte? Do you know what Good Charlotte is? Benji and Tom. <laughs> Benji and Tom. That was her best guess. That was her best guess. What if it's and John? John Madden, like the football guy. That'd be kind of interesting. Oh, that'd be like a nice tribute. What, we'll what is it, Erin? Joel. 
Joel. God, it was right there. It was right there. Yeah. Here's okay. the thing. Tom is close. What if, what That's if, not. okay, let me, so we have this lesser island. What twin if island. we have, yes, twin island. What if the two, instead of having two twins fight to the death, like in the, in their own twindom, what uh-huh. if we had not the pair of twins, but a twin from each pair fights another twin in another pair, like a bracket system. Like we can do like uh, March Madness. Okay, so what happens when one pair loses? Like, there, there's pro, like this is like um, uh, duos, like in pro wrestling. Like, there's a yeah, there's some, one champion. But like, we get lesser, especially the fraternal will have lesser fraternal twins that think they're special, but they're not. So, are you saying they just they die? Like, they get killed off? No, they go they to lose? Twin Island. No, they go to Twin Island. But if you oh. lose the like, if we have a joust, like a twin joust, and then okay. we watch it like the Olympics, yeah. and then we all wave goodbye at the airport instead of like when the championship team comes home and we have a parade, it would be a parade to send you off to Twin Island. So, I a couple things. Number one, I like that you think jousting is the most commercially appealing uh, sport in this. <laughs> current modern century can you tell it was in my mini crossword in my new york times because it was like what it's five letters what yeah. is used in a joust weapon used yeah. in a joust what do you think it is oh uh stick that's my best guess <laughs> so i said sword guess what that messed up the rest it's lance oh man aaron. it is lance aaron i don't like when you get judgy when you it's said it was like, tom madden i only know a few things <laughs> and sometimes i gotta tell y'all but i do like the idea that there's only one twin set in the world and the rest are like killed off or sent to oh, twin like you know the what I best mean? twins ever like they're the victors of the world because they won the yeah. jousting tournament with their sticks and lances you know so i'm <laughs> right. in on that i think that's yeah. really good i think that's okay. really good uh the other uh comment we want to use for the vibe setting is uh sarathena 192 says it's really embarrassing being pregnant <gasps> okay just a statement and it's so true. That was her statement. And it was so matter of fact, no, no punctuation at the end of that sentence. So it wasn't like an exclamation point or, yeah. or period. It was just like, this is a fact. Because listen, I do see a lot of pregnant folks who are visibly communicating at all times that they really wish they were in their house. Sure. Watching house hunters and not at this farmer's market. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel it's, it's just like it's, it's obvious evidence of sex. People want to touch you. They want to ask you weird questions. I feel like you should be able to capably go about life without people knowing you're pregnant, like the society should advance to that point. Yeah. Um, but Aaron, listening to two people who have never been pregnant, mm-hmm. um, as someone who has been pregnant themselves, mm-hmm. do you agree with this? Do you think it is kind of embarrassing? Uh, yes, it is absolutely humiliating to be pregnant. Oh, it was so embarrassing when Aaron was pregnant. Yeah. It was, it was, so, I just walked a little further Were you embarrassed away from for her, her Jamie? Yeah, like, yeah. Second I don't want to associate with you. I understand that. Second I understand hand. that. Yeah, there's just too many, there's too many uh, things that are out of your control. Like, Plus, if you look at her too long, you're like, she's growing an arm right now. Like, it's very <laughs> weird. You just, you feel like you have to comment on it, but you also feel like you shouldn't comment on it's it. But it miracle. feels like a weird thing. It's a it is. miracle, but we shouldn't talk about it. But you yeah. feel compelled to like, do you have heartburns? Probably because the baby has hair. And it's like, I, I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> and the that's boobs are so big. We're not allowed to comment about how big your areolas have gotten. Like, no, I would definitely like for you to not talk about that. Yeah. Well, James, if you said pregnant woman and you talk, start talking about milkers, uh, you are canceled <laughs> immediately. Please well, that's do what that. they're doing. They're no, prepping. not now. I'm not allowed not to say mother's mo- milk at any point. <laughs> that no. feels unfair. God, that feels almost profane when you say it like that. You know? <laughs> 
So those are both examples that I think I would let live. I think these are very oh, I would let both of them live. Uh, yes. living uh, opinions. Uh, Jamie, would you like to go ahead and get to our contenders for this episode? Yes. So up first is Grass Stains the Blog, which is our show friend of me, Catherine, who said, I'm offended that I've worked in corporate America for 30 years and I've never been sexually harassed, <laughs> not even by an ugly guy. Am I not cute enough? Do I come off like a narc? Okay, there's there's two things here. Does Catherine come off like a narc? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent comes oh. off like she oh, comes yeah. off like a god. Okay, like, <laughs> like seriously, like she looks like somebody who like if she sees you like just uh, messing up at work and not doing your job, she's yeah. like, hey, you do better. Like and, I'm gonna and, let your boss. And know. that's not that's not Catherine, but Catherine does look like if there is a, a, a black UPS driver, she's got the cops ready to go. You know, she's like, what are you doing in this neighborhood, sir? Like, that's not her. That is not her. You know, what it, is? You know what it is? I find this to be true of a lot of Enneagram nines. I am going to make a blanket statement about an entire group of people. They have resting ghost face, which is just, I'm only politely listening to you, but I am mm. not understanding anything you're saying because I want to leave and go home to a pet. Like sure. they're So that's a resting ghost face situation because they will yeah. ghost you. Give it, like if you turn around, they'll go on and you're like, where'd they go? Where'd yeah. They go? Yeah. Yeah. I think I just, everyone, everyone has their own like visual cross the bear. We all just like look like something like I, I, I look like someone who's been in a fight in an Applebee's parking lot. I feel like Aaron <laughs> looks like a police detective who gets personally involved in every single case, you know, wow. and her sergeant thought- has to be like, you have to stop oh. getting invested. She is definitely the host of a true crime podcast that gets into a parasocial relationship <laughs> with the criminal. That's amazing. <laughs> and I, I feel like that's very accurate. The ironic thing about Jamie is even though she's pet apocalypse, she does look like someone who would let their pick, uh, pet lick them in the mouth, you know, <laughs> like directly that's in the mouth. You, that's how you show love. Yeah, it's just this is we all have our crosses to bear in terms of like how we look and, and what we give off. So I feel like I feel like Catherine does look like that she would be a narc. But I do think what she's speaking to, this is a version of uh, positive gaslighting that Jason invented on the over Achievers, try to get uh-huh. me into F1. Um, but I do also kind of like it as like, you know, companies are trying to get people back in the office, you know? Yeah. And they could be like, hey, free coffee, free snacks. Also, if you opt in, you could be objectified in a very low-key and complimentary way, you know, as long as you consent Listen, to The that. only people who are like, I wish I'd been objectified at work are people who've never been objectified at work. Like, I mean, just, d- sometimes you just want someone to comment on like, you're like, you got really juicy calf muscles, you know? Like, man, thanks. That's, that's Listen, really, I was really nice. Listen, I was at a conference once and we all had to stay at, for social workers. So there were no hotel rooms. It was just like this, like we had to stay at this because it was at a camp. Yeah, like just a freaking rager, right? That's well, it was a Shaco right Springs. And so we were all in these oh, individual been there, done that. You've been done there, it, done that. You know. Yeah. So there was this group. And I went out to go get my glass of milk because I got to have my night milk. And yeah. I went to get up my night milk. And one of the supervisors was in a robe. Mm-hmm. And he let it open while I was getting my night milk. And I was like, okay. gross. So like, you're disgusting. Did, like, was he like reaching for something and a gust of wind blew that thing apart? Like the seas parted No, for you? he was talking to me about the workshop that we had gone to that day. And then he slowly let his tie come loose. Like okay. He, so so he was flashing you. That's what yes, he was doing. Okay. It was awful. Did I was you see the guy who got fired off like the full Monty who was like, uh, it was because of sexual weird stuff. And he was like, you know. I may have like opened my trailer door when they sent for me and I was due on set and I might have been naked and just not realized it. And it's like, hey, I think you realize that. I think you realize when you're when you're nude and you, you, you answer the door or you're talking yeah. to, no, to you're one with her night milk. You know where your pee pee is at all times. You're hyper aware of your pee pee. 
I'm not trying to defend him though, but if a woman's coming out to get night milk at Shaco Springs, and I honestly, I, unless you're milking an animal I don't know about, I don't know where you're getting that milk, Jamie. He's probably like, she's kind of probably pretty. You weird get the too. milk from the cafeteria and you bring the it back cantina and put it closes in your tiny, at like nine you put sharp. It in your tiny fridge. You put it in the fridge in the in the common room. A lot of questions. I have a lot of questions mm. about your choice. So is this living or is this uh, dying for you? No, this is dying. This is ridiculous. So you and what's dying? Like you should be able to get sexually harassed at work if you want to. No, you shouldn't be offended if you've never been sexually harassed you're not allowed to be offended that you've never been sexually harassed that minimizes sexual harassment this is so yeah i know see this is this is tricky because <laughs> yeah i pushed you into a corner good luck <laughs> i want to uh, uh uh agree with the spirit of what Catherine is saying but i also don't want to be dismissive uh and minimizing of sexual yeah, Harvey, harassment you don't you don't so i think unfortunately i've been bullied into letting this die Catherine. i'm sorry so yeah <laughs> Okay, up next we have Kirby Daniel who said, it may not be as necessary as we were made to believe to learn, stop, drop, and roll. I just feel like maybe there are more likely life scenarios we could rehearse than this one. Look, this is a uh, an absolute banger of a truth bomb because the three things I remember from elementary school is that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> we're, we are actively destroying the ozone and stop, drop, and roll if you catch fire. You know, like those are the things I take with me for the rest of my life. Listen, I had a boss once tell me that to, I should stop, drop, and roll when I'm stressed. And they were like, you should stop looking at the clock, drop your second guessing, and roll with the situation. That kind of feels like sexual harassment uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a sort of way. <laughs> Catherine, you know what I mean? maybe if anyone's ever said that to you, maybe you were sexually harassed. The, uh, the irony here is that Catherine is probably so guilty of inadvertent se- sexual harassment or just like a variety, a garden variety of harassment in, a, in a, a litany of ways, you know? Oh, DM me and I'll tell you all the tales, y'all. All the tales. Ha- have either of you ever used stop, drop, and roll like in real life, in a real life situation? I've never caught on fire. I have. <gasps> of course you've come w- were you the one who needed to stop drop and roll or were you advising someone Aaron? no it was me that i needed to but it was during a performance and i couldn't break character so i just didn't do anything and let my hair burn that uh, okay uh, so okay, what, okay, what character was it yeah, and why what? was it the character's the choice to be like i will i will the... let my hair f- it was a it was a 10 minute play festival okay uh which is the thing that uh, universities will subject. No, you don't have to explain that, Aaron. Okay. We all know okay. exactly oh, what that knows. is. Just, Jamie was looking at me like, no, everybody well, listen, if you say one woman show and three people show up, I know what you're doing. I okay, swear, okay. You know? Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it was like three people. Like there sure. were more people there. Double so digits. It was dig. at your college? At your college? Uh-huh. Yeah, at my college. and More than the, the theater pe- department listen, came. Yeah, Two yeah. things people come out for. Social worker retreats at Shaco Springs, <laughs> number one. Number two, 10-minute play sessions at a university. And so people y'all were in up. the middle of a 10-minute play. At what minute did you catch on fire? Probably minute two. Two. So you just went, I can't break character because this is my chance to win a Tony. No, yeah. I just, I'm trying to be respectful to my craft. And to Was your character who someone have... who can't catch on fire? And no. that's why you didn't want to disrespect that character? No, I just didn't. I didn't want to go full story stop, drop, and roll, I wanted to carefully put it out as my character would. Because my character would not have stopped, dropped, and rolled. Yeah, it was like Little Women, and like it was a poignant scene, and you were like, "This is not what uh, Lori would do, or well, not Lori." The other first one. of all, I can't play Lori. He's I know. A boy. I was searching <laughs> why, why so hard, it? Meg. I was like, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't think of a name. Uh, and I said, "Lori," and I was listen, like, "Dummy, that's a boy." I do not boy. have the no. bird bones of listen, Timothy Chalamet. Listen, if Aaron is in Little Women, she is Beth. If she is anybody, How dare you? A hundred percent. Oh my gosh, you know that that is so disrespectful, <laughs> and there's nothing I can say back that's as hurtful. Is that? <laughs> okay, Here's can I redeem this? Because I actually have used this in my life. 
Uh, the first time my parents left my sister and I home alone, um, we had a gas fireplace and immediately my sister put on my mom's nice robe, uh, because she could, uh, and subconsciously there's some, you know, there's some projection probably going on there. Uh, but she also started putting her hand over the flame in the gas fireplace and it catches the bathrobe on fire and she, a boy immediately at the top of his eight-year-old lungs starts screaming, stop, drop and roll. And she did. And it worked. And- and, and it worked. vindicated. Yeah, vindicated. <laughs> wow. So Kirby Daniel, I think this dies. Because I do S-Dar, think it, it works. It and works, Kirby, you know? once you catch on fire, I bet the first thing you're going to think of is stop, drop, and roll. Or I need to respect my character and not and die <laughs> by Kirby, self-immolation. Kirby, would your character try to not be on fire or would it just lean all the way in? This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're also predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame, and it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code podcast at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So the weather's getting warmer, and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. But y'all know how I value quality, and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e.com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. All right, picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps at my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chomp stick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chomp sticks come in 10 delicious bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone 
or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. They're even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash popcast. Go to chomps.com slash popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash popcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcastpod. Um, up next, we have Book of Kelster who said, we should shift all holidays forward three weeks. You want a snowy Victorian Christmas? January when you're a month into winter. You want to sit outside for your Valentine's Day? March, baby. Want reliably crisp weather for Halloween? November. See, uh, okay, first of all, great joke. <laughs> Great joke on Love November. Yeah. I didn't get it the first time, but when you read it, I really got it. Um, <laughs> oh, my I, character work worked. It, it did. That, that's your stagecraft. Thank um, you. I know just automatically... I'm going to love this. I love this vibe. And I know you're going to hate this. Like yeah, automatically. No. Because right? listen, y'all have, both of you, you and Kelster have not thought this all the way through. Lincoln's birthday is now in March. How can we yeah. ski in March? We can't oh no. March. Oh no. Abraham Lincoln's birthday's in March. <laughs> like what are we going to do? Exactly. We're not going to go to 26 de Mayo. We uh-huh. can't do that. We can't wait till the end of the month. Plus you have not thought through Juneteenth because now it's in July. You want a holiday called June 10th? No, you don't. No, well, you know what? You For me, don't. I celebrate the freedom of all peoples all year round. I'm not fixated on like a certain date, Jamie. No, like, but that, they I deserve a holiday at the very least because we made them wait hundreds of years. They deserve, and it shouldn't be called June I know. 10th. That I celebrate it all year round, and that's just how we're different, I guess. <laughs> I see. I, I think what I would want to say is, uh, I want to go a step further. I okay. want to. I want chaos every year. Like I, I think we should be polyamorous with our national holidays. Every year should be like a key party. And like, you know, at the end of a calendar year, you bring up like the Super Bowl MVP or like the kid who's like the coolest kid in the world for that year or whatever. Yeah. And they just randomly draw out like the 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 holiday and the date. Oh. And it's like you look up and it's fourth of July and December. Look, and we should bring out the, the we should bring out the superior twins, the ultimate twins. Perfect. Of that year. Perfect. Yeah. That's a great utility yeah. of that. You know, this <laughs> is the greatest on. twin on earth. We have decided that. Yeah. And now they will decide. When we are celebrating Valentine's Day. Yeah, then we look and we go, Mary Kate, Mary Kate, spin the wheel. That's right. And Mary Kate tells us that, oh no, which one killed Heath Ledger? Mm. Oh. (sighs) No, it is Mary Kate. So Ashley is the superior twin. Uh, Jason, if there's allegedly, like an al- allegedly, allegedly noise or like a maybe, maybe a gavel to let people know we know that that's uh, wildly irresponsible, uh, I think that would be good here. Um, okay, up next we have Daisha on the Daily who said, greeting cards, a roost. 
There's no need for them ever giving me a present. Just write who it's from on a Sharpie with a Sharpie on the wrapping paper or bag somewhere. Sending me money for my birthday, Venmo me. And let's move on with our lives. Do y'all know that some cards cost like $8? Why are we agreeing to go along with this nonsense? I love this, Stacia. Um, I, I feel like, you know how they say that a, a religion is just a cult with staying power? I feel like greeting cards are just a scam that have staying power. We just convince ourselves that we need them. I know, but what about the 5,000 stationery shops on Etsy? Those small businesses. You don't want small businesses to thrive, you and Daisha? I love small businesses. I would just prefer that they, maybe they can start asking me to tip them too after I buy a greeting card, <laughs> like the car wash or the local coffee house. And man, it is such a, it is such a pickle that I find myself in because they stare at you and they're like, would you like to tip me even though I'm not providing any extra service to you? And I feel like I have to, but I, maybe that's, that's a way forward for that. You know what that is? That's business owners. I don't blame the, the employees for that. I blame business owners that won't pay their staff a livable wage. And so they're yeah. like, no, 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 we'll work those guilty tips into your pay that's fine those are business owners those are yeah, the see, that's the restaurant industry. but it's like if i go to books a million and you ask me for 15 different like do i want to sign up for the credit card or whatever and then you ask me to tip you i found the book i didn't ask you you know if i didn't if i needed your help i would think about it but i went to the section all by myself and brought it up like a big boy you don't deserve a tip for that and that's not the restaurant or <laughs> that's not the, the business owner's fault what about know? the psychological impact of greeting cards you know there's a lot of studies out there that have found that like when people get one it's a greater like tinder response than getting like a text uh you know when you open the mail and it's not just like a weird lamps.com and then hey this is an important message from your bank and it's not an important message from my bank. You're getting messages from lamps.com. That's yeah. what I'm in you your You know mailbox? why? Because I bought one lamp one time and now Chris Loves Julia has a whole lamp line and I'm supposed to figure out which one I want. I did just get a catalog or we got a catalog of Chris Loves Julia. And I was like, this is, is this, this is like a cruise? Listen, or is this you a know furniture? How much what is this? You, sidebar, Chris Loves Julia, who they're a cute. They're a cute couple, but they've had some drama in their like home decorating lives. But listen, you know how much they spent on their backyard and their front yard at this new house? Just Six, like the, like sod, like grass. Six hundred thousand dollars. I don't see. I don't know anything about them. Why is the business name Chris loves Julia? Because Chris, the husband, loves his wife Julia, and because sure. of their uh, their his love for her, they paint a lot of things with lacquer green paint. They they have that's, decor because of that love. That, I just I don't know. Well, I have I some think issues. You, when you have six hundred thousand dollars to spend on a backyard, yeah. let me tell you, the love is intense. I don't think like, I could spend that much money. I don't think if I was given oh, you like 100%. a sweet you just said you could ride private jets. Well, yeah, but not in my backyard. It's not that big of a backyard, you know? That's true. But I, I just, guess fancy pools. Look, it's just, I, I feel like greeting cards, wrapping paper, cast contestant tell-all episodes, funeral caskets, deserted restaurants. These are all things we don't need. They are superfluous to our existence. Caskets? Yeah. We don't just, just uh, you know. Where are you um, go? Where are you buried? Ashes. You do the ashes. Okay. I don't want to be like underground. Like, the, uh, and the math of it all, eventually we're going to run out of space. So what about when you're ashes, behind, what, what happens when Jesus comes back? Your ashes just make a person? I, I love the idea of believing in a person who's like, oh no, you burned yourself. <laughs> what are we going to do? How are we going to fix this Holy Spirit? Let's Listen, work together. I will say I only buy uh, four greeting cards a year and it's because chuck and jan freaking love a greeting card mm. and so i have to buy them for mother's day father's day and their birthdays like it doesn't even make sense thing. greeting card if there's a card to say hello that's me Knox, and i'm here on your birthday that doesn't make sense i think you just have to declare i would like words for my birthday 
or I would like present for my birthday. You, oh, you don't do get both. a card and a present. You can have, have both. You can have can one. Have. Okay. You can have my heartfelt words and I will pour over them and give you a great essay of affection or I can just give you a gift. I'm not going to well, do both. Well, I will say if I ever give my – when I give my parents a, a greeting card, I mm-hmm. always take $5 off the gift card I'm giving them to Home Depot or Hobby Lobby. Well, you're still losing because a greeting card is like $8 now. You know, it's ridiculous. Well, I go in that special section where it's only seven cards and oh, uh, yeah. um, they're only they're only two ninety nine. Yeah. Have you ever bought one that plays music when it opens up? Because those are like $24. No, that's Absurd. why. I can't do that. I, you don't even get a gift card if I have to do that. I don't even okay. understand the royalties of it. You know, copyright corner. <laughs> um, up next, we have Silver Renee Owens, who says, I like a good MLM lady in my inbox now and then. <laughs> I'm popular. I'm in demand. I'm being called girly, and I'm being asked how I'm doing. I don't care if you actually just want to sell me something. I'm just glad you thought of me. So this is kind of like the corporate sexual harasser, you know? It's like it's like that and Jason's positive gaslighting. I think there's something to this, really? and I kind of would like Chad GPT to uh, invent like an MLM hype bot that just slides into people's DMs, gasses them up, and yeah. there's nothing like there's nothing after that. It's just like, yeah, I'm in demand. Like people See, want me. But that's the point. You're making a great point because there's always going to be something after it. Look, you can never reply to the MLM person because if you even react with a single heart, you don't even put a word, you just sure. put a heart reaction, then you are going to wake up one day with $700 worth of frankincense oil or beauty counter serums. Yes, beauty counter is an MLM or Monat shampoo. Monat, why would you have a shampoo that has the worst, most annoying mosquito in the name? Monat? No, less Nat. I hate it. I hate it. I don't like it. Um, I, I typed it. I typed into a Chad GPT. Do you want to listen to what he came up with? Got this it. Is, Let's go. This is this is his uh, hype bot. This okay. is my hype. So this is Chad G, Chad GPT. Uh huh. Hyping me up. Go Chad. That's right. Uh, just imagine this is in your DMs. Okay. Okay. Got it. All right. Hey, your boss, babe. I know we haven't talked since middle school, and specifically that science class where I threw up on you while we were dissecting frogs. But I just couldn't help but notice what a total diva you are these days. And while I know that you're probably so busy with other awesome opportunities, I just wanted to say that I think you'd be such an amazeballs fit with my new MLM, which is bringing skincare to gerbils and certain breeds of hamster. It's called Rodent and Fields. Let's set up a time to chat more, girly. Okay, first of all, love a rodent in fields. Love it, love it, love it. Couple things. One, that MLM energy is too strong. Did he say amazeballs? I mean, yeah, he didn't really pronounce the balls well, um, but I'll go back. I'll give him notes. I'll give him notes, Chad. But yeah, yeah, because I need I, – but I did like being called a diva. That was kind yeah, of fun. Yeah, total like diva. I carry. Yeah, I like that. Who doesn't um, want that? This lives for me. This – I will uh, – this lives, but you cannot engage. So I will allow it to live. Okay, up next we have Threshkey1 who said, you should be able to filter style influencers on social media to just people your size. The size zero lady looks great in these shorts, but I will look like a crescent roll in denim. This is, I, I really agree with this. And I, I've seen this in some places already. They're like, this model is um, 34. He hasn't eaten a carb in six years. Um, and he's a medium. And I'm like, well, uh, I, I love that for him. But like, yeah. I need Josh Gad here. I need like Chris Pratt, season one of Parks and Rec to like understand what I'm getting. You need here. Ray Donovan. You're looking I do. 
I do. Right. Not, just like a like he let himself go a little bit, but it is Ray Donovan. Stop you know? it. Listen, I like this a lot because uh, I think you should be able to – I really think there are three categories. So like you're talking about when you're shopping, the retailer will let you pick a model. So I love that. That already exists. But like influencers on Instagram, I want to be able to filter by the following three. One, dress size. Two, height. Height impacts so much, you guys. And then third, current dollar amount in that person's checking account. Because mm. here's the thing. If that person has loose cash of 30 grand in their basic checking account, I can't trust them to buy clothes. Because first of all, they're not even a good manager of their money. You shouldn't keep that much yeah. in your checking account. But also, like, they have more money to blow on clothes than I have money to blow on clothes. You know, I think I'd also, since we're here, I'd also like to go um, return rate. Like I would want oh. to understand their, I ordered, I ordered two, I ordered this size and a different one, and I'm just going to send back the other one. What's the actual rate of them returning that? Because I think most people say they're like 75% probably. Like both of you would probably say I'm, I'm like 75%, maybe even 90 but I think actually most people are like 20%. Listen, I just donated, I bought my parents' shoes <laughs> and they didn't fit. And so I needed to return them and I donated them to Goodwill because that's how hard it is for me to return I just, things. like one of the labors of Hercules should have been sending stuff back because just getting stuff out the door to yeah. the post office where's is the, one of the most difficult where's things. Where's the, the DoorDash for returns? Oh, TM that. That's the business. <laughs> that's it right there. Uh, uh, MLM hype bots and DoorDash take my stuff back and get rid of it. Yeah, I like, love it. Maybe that's what the twins on Twin Island can have as their day job. That's the lesser twins. And then we who send get them cast off. <laughs> right, yeah. That's exactly right. Okay. Uh, yes, this can live. This is a great opinion. 100%. Next is Spacier Casier, who said, I don't think we need space travel. We spend so much money on it, and I really don't care what's going on out there. Plus, when NASA sent that one female to space with 100 tampons for a week, I don't think they need to be running the ship. I do feel like we need to comment upon spacier, casier having a comment about space travel. It well, makes me you wonder, know what, does she you, go around the internet just commenting no, on space? She's, I hope what she she's doing is she's throwing a gauntlet down to Casey Musgraves, whose uh, username is Spacey Casey. Oh, okay. So she's a spacier, casier than Spacey okay. Casey. Uh, my note would be you are uh, you are evoking Kevin Spacey, and if you would like if you wouldn't like Kevin Spacey to enter the chat, maybe just like not be here in in this space. You know, Kevin. What I mean? Well, I will say Kevin Spacey would also send a female astronaut to space with a hundred tampons because he doesn't know better. Now, uh, I don't want to do the well actually um, and be annoying, but they didn't send a uh, hundred uh, tampons to space actually, yeah. uh, but they did ask. They were, I think, because I think this was Sally Ride. Um, they were like, "Do you think a hundred tampons would work? Is that enough? Is it an appropriate amount of tampons for space?" But the and fact that they asked, it's just as bad. It's, it's just, just as, bad. as bad as actually packing the little toiletry bag with a hundred tampons. 100%. Now, listen, I on TikTok, I learned from a space wizard, which okay. I don't think that's her technical title, but no matter. I completely that- believe everything you're about to tell me because <laughs> okay. all of that checks out. But listen, she's. I think you will agree with this that if you compared outer space. To all the oceans on planet Earth okay. that we've explored in space, the equivalent of one 12 ounce cup of water. I don't think there's any way that's true. That's not even a whole solo cup. You don't think that's true? Well, hold on. She's messing with the scale of, uh, wait, did you say wizard or witch? Wizard. Why? Okay. What's the difference? I, I just want to get, I want to get my parlance correct. And I want to respect so this TikTok space So she's a space person. wizard. But, okay. like, was Hermione a wizard or a witch? 
I mean, which, but I don't, I don't, I don't understand the gendering of magical I don't understand positions. why we, yeah, why do we gender fictional things? I, I don't or, know. I mean, witches are real. Please don't come at me, agnostic witches. Please don't come at me. Like, witches mm, are real. It kind of feels like, just like, no for the audio, look on your face kind of says, please come after me, uh, agnostic <laughs> witches. So just like read between the lines on that, y'all. No matter. I'm just saying like, for me, I want to know what's out there. I just want to know, what are you accomplishing when you say something like that? Like, uh, uh, we've only uh, explored a cup of water. Like, what, what's that even mean? That's, that's it just like, means so little. It's like 12 ounces. There are 350 quintillion gallons of water on the earth. Yeah, but like you can't verify that. And that just sounds like a like a provocatively stupid thing to say, you know? Like, I, say provocatively, no, I say provocatively stupid things all the time. Yeah, but um, you brought this to me. Uh, and you brought oh. two, like you brought yourself and this TikTok wizard witch person. <laughs> um, so I just, I'm not in on that. Listen. I, I do think though, I don't know that we need, like like James Webb, Telescope, yeah, uh, we need that, and I want that. Right. Uh, Jeff Bezos and his girlfriend on the dong rocket. I don't think we need that. So I do feel like there's some room. Uh, to, not his to girlfriend. They're engaged. I'm sorry, J- uh, uh, Jeff Bezos and his uh, engaged betrothed uh, girlfriend person. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Listen, you know, uh, this week on the Bible Binge, our other podcast about uh, faith type things, uh, we have a sacred cinema, and Aaron and Knox and I, Aaron watched a movie. Called Contact. I did. Did you like it, Aaron? I loved it. So we talked about that. That's out Thursday, June 8th. But that will, I think that, I think we all fall into the arms of Jodie Foster in this respect. I I do not want this opinion to live. It must die. Do you know we almost blew up the moon during the Cold War? um, Like Uh, Call it Neil, please. Like we're supposed to. Yeah, it's Neil. The sun and the Neil. We never agreed on Neil. Someone said it could be Neil. And I, I think no, we, we said, loved that. Name. We no, think Neil. We it's named after Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> okay. So you guys just think the first person who like sets foot on somewhere should be called that. Like that's the name of a place. Because like it's real problematic if we apply that to the United States. You know what I Amerigo mean? Amerigo Vespucci. Yeah. That's the guy who made the map. I don't think that's the guy who set foot like on the place. No, I don't think. But with the moon, we knew the deal. Do you know what I mean? So that's not like, oh, What's nobody was on the moon. Well, You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. Nobody was on the moon. Nobody lived on the moon. It wasn't like we got there and there was like, it was twin moon and there are all these twins there and they were like, no, you don't count. I'm calling it Neil. Like, no, it was just Neil and Buzz and was there a third? (laughs) Who do you think? Buzz and Woody. Neil and Buzz and Woody. (laughs) Neil, Buzz, and the guy that doesn't get as much credit. His name's not Woody. No, it's Toy Story. That was a a joke about Toy Story. Uh, I thought that's how they named the Toy Story character. No, it was, I'm I'm not calling it's a guy named Charles Conrad, but his nickname is Pete. How has <sighs> Pete come from Charles or Conrad? I just don't. I just don't like that we can just be like, "I'm my name's Charles, but you call me Pete." I just God, I think that's so right now, guys. On the Instagram post of this episode that comes out on Wednesday, if you have a nickname that is nonsensical relative to your regular name, please let us know. I want a full list of all the people who are like, "My name is Terabithia, and I go by Sally." Now, if that's your middle name, that's fine, because that's what I do. I go by no, my middle name. No, that's different. No, that's different. I'm talking about, like, if you were, like, you're Randall Knox McCoy, and yeah. then you went by You would get my social security number, too, Jamie? Oh, my gosh. Like, why are you doxing me right now? <laughs> Ridiculous. I do know your social security number. It's in my phone. Yeah. Well, mutually assured destruction. I don't know why, okay? I, don't know why I, ha- I have your social security number, though. I don't know I'm why imagining it. So, uh, I don't know why. Why it's do you have my social security stuff? number? I don't know. Maybe banking or maybe like, I don't know. Do you guys feel like sometimes people ask for a social security number and you're like, you really need this, but do I want to kick up enough of a fuss to like push back on why you need this? 
and I don't. And I know, it, it, and I'm not allowed to say it, but there's there's a weird combo of numbers in my uh, in my social security number mm-hmm. that's always problematic. So it's, it's always six six six. Is that yes. is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> don't give it away. Uh oh, watch out, LifeLock. <laughs> <laughs> I do have LifeLock <laughs> for that very reason because I talk about it so much publicly. Okay, up next we have. M. Gamble, who said, I know the planet is burning around us, but all toilet plungers need to be single use and disposable. Yeah, this is a good, this is a really good point. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. Listen, the more I thought about this, the more I thought about like what causes a clogged toilet and then what that plunger has to do, I was like, toss it immediately. Immediately. I think I would give up like, uh, like drink stirs, balloons, plastic knives, uh, and styrofoam to go. Let's get rid of all those so I can have uh, uh, disposable toilet plungers. Like one oh, time yeah. Use. No, I, but again, do not come at us about the one time we've ever forgotten to recycle something. Unless you have sent strongly worded letters to every fossil fuel company and every rich person, including the three guys on SmartList who fly private jets. Okay? I just don't know. Like, when are we going to figure out nanobots? You know? Like, you get, like, single-use nanobots and you can just... They jump in the toilet and break up the dookie or whatever. And like that's, I mean, it's probably, oh, they're probably more like, expensive, but like economical like a, tam- like a Tamagotchi? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, when you were trying to think of like the scale of the smallest thing to break I, up dookie I, in a toilet I, was Tamagotchi. Honestly, I don't know what a nanobot is. So I was like, is that like a, what, what's like your theory? If you, had to, if you had the context clue together, what do you think a nanobot is? Nano means one. No? <laughs> <Does it? laughs> I don't know what nano means. I just have a lot of questions about why you pronounced it. Tamogachi. <laughs> I don't know why I called it that. I knew it when I said it. Tamagotchi. Tamogachi. Tamogachi. There's a lot of well, vowels and consonants. It, it's just, listen, it goes how it goes. Nano means one and bot means robot. And so okay. one robot that you one talk robot, in the toilet. <laughs> one giant Megan to dive into your toilet and break up the dookie. That is ah. what we are bringing to you, sharks. For, for <laughs> okay. Does nano I, really mean one? No, oh, nano no, means very means small little. or minute. Oh, yeah. Tiny. Oh, well, tiny. One is the tiniest number. I think one means one. So if, if it was one bot, <laughs> that would be one robot to break up the dookie. Okay, Either way, fine. I feel like we mono? have arrived at a really good mono? idea. Oh, mono? don't act like you know things now. <laughs> I do. Again, I know just a few things. Okay, <laughs> Tom Madden. Monobot. You could go now. Monobot. Although I really think you need duobots because two bots could break up the poo-poo quicker is this like a, like how many how many nanobots does it take to break up the dookie in the toilet you know depends on what you had for dinner this episode is brought to you by pear eyewear i just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday don't you whether it's april 25th known as the perfect date when all you need is a light jacket if you know you know or better yet may the 4th i'll gladly go all in i was trying to think of a fun way to decorate r2 dust you in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars theme collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP 
for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-I-Wear.com, code POP. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Okay, up next we have Tata Fournay. <laughs> I don't think that's how. No, I'm Tata no, I Fournay. Does that mean no Tatas for anybody? Oh, I don't know. I think I, I would like to get the genesis of what this name means. Okay, I, I would like more information. Okay, so Tata Fournay says people over 65 should be reassessed every two years to keep their driver's license. Yes. And every year over 75, they are hazards. And let's open a separate DMV for them too. Since they. <laughs> Since they plug up the line from not understanding how the world works anymore. So Tata Fernay would like to treat the elderly as if we're living in the 60s and they're black. Is that what she's telling us? This is this is a high... Separate but equal? Is that what she's saying? Jamie, like an episode ago, you wanted to put kids like in a different restaurant because That's you didn't think you should... That's different. They're have... useless. <laughs> <It's>... God. <laughs> That's different. It's uh, like, a, I think as a, as a die, died in the wood... Uh, di- died in the wool uh, ageist. I- I'm on board for this. No, you're not. I am. I am. Let's like look. We have to. Con- we have to assess old people and uh, understand like how they're driving. I think that's very important. Well, to be fair, I do agree that you need to be able to see well and have good reaction time. Like I would like more of an active test at, cer- mm-hmm. at a certain point. But to be because f- really, if you think about it, you never have to take the driver's test again. And maybe like stuff happens. So you're in good your life. for all times. You can't be you're good, good for, for eternity. eternity now. No, that's if we ever crazy. discover like immortality, you just take the driving test one time, and like you're supposed to remember how to drive forever. I don't. I, I don't think listen, that's good. To be fair, I do. Every time I go to my a Chuck and Jan's house, I have to fix their printer every time. I don't know what they're doing. I don't. Mm. First of all, I don't know what they're printing. Yeah. And then I have to fix their printer. They call every streaming platform Roku. <laughs> they're like, it's on Roku, and I go, yeah. But no, it's on. HBO and they're like that's on the Roku. It, it, so they they're, just they're think, technically correct, Jamie. Right. They're the wrong one. And listen, ch- ch- but Chuck and Jan, look, they knew things that were good that we never knew, right? They knew that paper menus are better than QR codes. They knew from the beginning that social media was not good for kids, and they know the value of not being available twenty four seven. Plus, when a boomer yells "Get off my lawn," it's because they know how much landscaping costs. Ask Chris loves Julia. It's six hundred thousand dollars. So, because they have hot takes about paper menus, they should never be reevaluated for their driver's license. No, again? not at sixty-five. I don't think sixty-five. Sixty-five is too young. I do think sixty-five is a little start. different for everybody. There's some old sixty-fives and there's some young sixty-fives. You know. Oh yeah, I have a friend now that's thirty-four and he could easily be ninety. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So yeah. I yeah. think it should be over seventy-five. Look, I'm hit. And speaking of that old friend. His grandmother was legally blind by the state of Alabama and had an active pistol license and an active driver's license. I don't, Why is I no just, one checking in on the blinds? You can't drive the car. I, um, I mean, I feel like they sort themselves out. You know, they're like, I'm blind, ergo, I shouldn't drive. Probably. I know, I but know. why do you have an active driver's license? That feels like you could if you wanted to. Are you saying in the same comment where you're like, someone is trying to segregate people, you want? 
police to stop and frisk for blindness? You want people to be like, hey, <laughs> are you? Easy, are you- <laughs> it's an easy road test. It's like DUI. Sure. I, I mean, I guess it is. I, I would love to see the percentages of gotcha, you're blind and you're driving. Uh, <laughs> let me let me say something crazy here. I say let's do some bumper sticker identifiers, you know, because okay. I started to see some of these uh, kids like new driver, please be patient. And I love that. I'm like, OK, I'm, I'm going to get out of their way. Give them yeah. a lot of grace. If there's a bumper sticker that said old person, I'd be like, OK, can't you know, they're unpredictable. They're probably going to be confused by the the yellow turn signal. Like, what's that mean? Who gets to go there? Or like new mother with colicky baby. I'd be like, I'm just going to get w- like right around them and like not get into the, like, their line of rage. Right. And I think we already have some casual ways that we're doing this, like crossfitting bumper stickers. They've got a lot of aggression. Don't go near them. If I ever see a Vietnam veteran sticker, I wide berth. They dealt with a lot of stuff. I'm not going to hassle them. You know, like a resident of Florida, Florida bumper sticker. I know like they're, they're insane. Like you got to watch out for them. Why do we get so mad when we're in one state and another state is, another state's tag is driving? I get so mad at Tennessee. I'm like, go home. Don't be here. And yeah. they're just driving through. I get so angry at that. I know. When I see uh, Alabama license plates now, I'm like, take your <laughs> ugly license plates. And they are ugly. They're disgusting. Oh, you mean your solid background blue that doesn't match any car that anybody has in your state gross did you say uh, sorry did you say classy you cut out there for a second they're very God. classy they're very patriotic and classy <laughs> or the the license plate per capita i saw more in alabama of the don't tread on my widow pee license plates you know than i do in, in tennessee i promise you that i promise you that right now i just think we should like we should invent like an enneagram for driving and just force people to put it on their car so we can understand. Like, I think we have an Enneagram for driving. It's the Enneagram. Mm. Listen, you know who's the maddest in their cars? Nine. Because it's the only way that their anger can be, can be allowed. No, eights are angry out, out loud. Nines are seething with anger. And so they're screaming at their GPS and being like, sure. what the F is this? I don't want to turn there. And then they're just mad. They're just always mad. Nines okay. and ones. I like that. Nines I like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, up next, we have Miss Ashley Hill, who said, anyone who successfully breaks out of jail or prison should get to remain free. The justice system should just shrug and be like, well, Carl, you bested us. That's our bad. Enjoy your life, buddy. You earned it. Be good. I be love this good? comment. You told me you didn't like this, but I, I, I see no flaw in this. How do you, uh, what if Carl mm-hmm. is a child molester, but okay. he manages to get okay, out? Okay, Hitler, and baby. Like- Everything's like, <laughs> what if the Nazi is in power? You know, maybe some room for nuance. I just think there needs nuance of like what kind of crime. If you're here for the big, is how many big ones are there? Murder. Okay, let's count them out. What do you think? Murder, rape. That's it. Those are the the only two big crimes? No, but like, shoot, shoot, our hearts. (laughs) What about the pedophiles you just mentioned? That feels like a big one. Well, rape, I think, is that all child molestation and rape? I'm sorry. Did you just corner yourself with your own line <laughs> no, of questioning? I'm just saying, is it all? Ch- no, there's no child that's like, well, it was fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's I don't, all Jamie. As much as I would like to know, I do not. Aaron, Are do you know feel, what she I'm means? Feeling good about this uh, being, conversation is this being the, blasted this, on the internet. Is this I f- good I for the last? Like one. I was a social Aaron, worker. Aaron, if you'll let us finish, we'll find it. I'm just we curious. Find it. I'm just curious. I'm just mm-hmm. okay. So, murder, all sexual assaults of any kind. Okay. And then... Jamie, you realize you don't have to do this. Like, you you don't have to... I just don't know that there's another <laughs> crime that needs... You got to stay in there forever. Okay. Okay. No, I mean, look, uh, all I'm saying is... I think, I think I like what you're saying. There's a classification of, like, you know, these are, these are the chill crimes, you know? And yeah. if you escape 
and you were you're in there for a chill crime, it's cool. But if you did murder someone, it's problematic in so many ways. I've watched all the documentaries. It and is I just, like listen to people when they get. I mean, it's so problematic. It is, but just like a fundamentally taking out some like just like the just looking at this, the prison has all the advantage. And to me, if someone can figure out how to escape like Shawshank style. Yeah. I just feel like I'm impressed. If it well, is a joke, okay. I'm impressed. Mur- how about murder, sexual assault, and if you send one of those texts that make you think that Amazon is something's wrong and you have to click on it. I don't or like those texts. If Fan you text. fall for one of those texts, you should also go to prison. It's exactly. Like, Sorry, well, you're an and idiot. who in the three who of the three of us have ever felt fallen for a scam like that? Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know okay. what you're talking about. Do you know how many uh, prison escapees uh, occurred in 2018? 2018. I would say 100. 100 total. Uh, Aaron, would you like a guess? Uh, I think like, uh, I'm going to go 51. 51. Okay. Uh, 2,353. <laughs> oh, We're very trusting. of That's a lot of people who have That's escaped. That's a lot of people in, in the year good 2000. That's good. good for them. We, so you just so when I go and find out who those two thousand people are and they're mostly child molesters, you're gonna be no, like, good for them. No, I just think you have a certain set of skills that is. I hope we catch them. again. You can break into things like children's we, bodies. I, I, <sighs> ew. No, I, I I hope we catch them again. But I'm glad that they have a minute. <laughs> they have a minute. I th- I think what Aaron is trying to say, if you would let her finish, is good job to the chill crimes ones. The bad crimes ones, not good job. Yes, exactly. Mad about yeah, this. Yeah, like the pot, like marijuana. Like if they can get out, good for them. Let them have a joint. If you did some life. tax fraud, I'm okay with that. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. I am too. I think I yeah, am too. white I'm collar, minor drug, or like you stole something, but it was like, did you need that weed eater anyway? No. Did you? So you stole a weed eater <laughs> and you're doing five to ten in uh, San Listen, Quentin. You people know? go to jail for that. You can't steal a weed eater because they're trying to sell it, deposit it for drugs. Wow, I just I feel like there are there are better ways to get money than stealing weed eaters from Home Depot. When you know? you're when you're an addict, you're just like whatever I can find. What's out here? Rotting lawnmower, I'm gonna rot it off. <laughs> but I feel like to pawn a weed eater, you have to also get like the oil to like because you gotta like demonstrate it still works. This is a working weed you think, eater. You think that's what the pawn industry is requiring of people when you bring in a product? Fire it up. Can you Let's show see us that that more? thing works. Show us how this diamond ring shimmers. Listen, ma'am, you brought the weed eater into this equation. Don't be mad at me now for trying to understand the nuance of the weed eater. No, and listen, to be fair, weed eaters never work. So, yes, you should be able to demonstrate it works because they never work. They're always missing that little whippy whip. They are. They are. It gets yeah. it, it gets knocked off. What do you think a weed eater goes for these days? Like at a Home Depot? Uh, $200. $200 weed <laughs> You probably could find a $200 weed eater. It's a banana, Michael. I don't go into... How much could it be? $10. I don't go into Home Depot. I like that you think I know what things are in Home Depot. I'm going to look up uh, uh, Home Depot weed eaters, and I want to see... I'm sure you can find a $200 weed eater. Uh, Are they more than that? There's a there's a two twenty no there's a combo sorry there's a one sixty nine there's a ninety combo with what what is there's a, a combo three fifty nine two stroke X series Tyler sex tape am I right <laughs> um, okay well that's our conversation on uh, death paneling some really good listeners congratulations opinions. to all who got to live the rest of your opinions must go to Twin Island I'm really interested in how Jason edits the which crimes are bad and which crimes are chill <laughs> uh, I just 
I don't know what you're going to do, bud. So good luck to you on this one. But if you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Noxjamie.com slash 508. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Got a nanobot caught in there, didn't you? My bad. I'm okay. (gasps) Let's do some lights. All right. What is your red light this week? Okay. My red light this week. Listen, my red light this week is Benjamin Millipede. Do you know who Benjamin Millipede is, Knox? Sounds like a like a kid's storybook character. Oh, well, it's kind of that. So he is a French dancer and choreographer. And we're going to go back to the theme year of this episode, 2009. Benjamin, he is in a long-term relationship with Isabella Boylston. She's a principal dancer with the American Ballet Theater in New York. After years together of sharing an apartment and traveling the world, they take one last trip to the Caribbean before Benjamin starts a new job working on a movie as a choreographer. That movie is called Black Swan. And by the time that movie premieres, the star of that movie, Natalie Portman, is pregnant with Benjamin's baby. Okay, now that infidelity leads to a marriage and another kid, but they seem really happy together. She buys a soccer team and gets nominated for her third Oscar. But what do we know, Knox, about relationships that find their roots in cheating? If they'll do it with you. No, if they'll do it to you, they'll do it with you. No, sorry. If they'll do it with you, they'll do it to you. Got it. Okay, good. So Benji has been having an affair with a woman 20 years younger than him named Camille, age 25. She is closer in age to Benji's son that he had with Natalie when they cheated on her his girlfriend than he is to Camille. If you are 45, listen to me right now. If you're listening and you are 45, you should not be married and courting a girl who shares a BFF necklace with Greta Thunberg. That is a true story. That is disgusting. That is gross. And listen, they're trying to work it out. Like, Natalie Portman, they put out a press release that they're trying to keep their marriage together. I just don't think you should keep it together. So are you saying Greta Greta is disgusting or BFF necklace or bracelets are disgusting? No, I'm saying Benjamin having an affair with a woman who is BFFs with Greta Thunberg, therefore they share a BFF necklace. Okay. That is gross. I I just in defense of him, he looks oh, like a French cheater. He just yeah, looks exactly. Like I don't understand why Natalie looked at him and went, "God, he's cheating on his long term girlfriend with me." I he's definitely reliable. think we should be married forever. That is the celebrity uh, comeuppance of like, no, it'll be different this time because sure. it he was always supposed to be with me. Well, no, apparently he also was going to be with Camille, and this is not the first time he's cheated. So allegedly, do you think Leo? DiCaprio just looks at this and he's like, this is why I about foxed him because yeah. I date girls who literally look like they are underage at this point, but it's, it's fine and it's legal and it's okay. And no one ever gets mad at me because it's not marriage. I think that's it. I think that all of these women go, I think even Giselle Butchin's like, Leo was great. We had he a great is time. dating girls who look like American girl dolls now. And it it's very, it's aesthetically not pleasing. It is very disturbing. No, it's very disturbing, but they are all, he like is like in the country of their origin. Yeah. They are old enough to drink. It's so. like the bench warmer scene when the umpire's like, she's got documentation. And he's like, we are good to go here because I've seen the paperwork. It's rough. Yikes. It's, it's just rough. rough. I don't like it. Okay. What's your red light? You know, my red light is obviously the Sunday succession, uh, the succession finale <laughs> aired. I was out of town. I watched it, you know, uh, at the beach. Uh, it was great. We talk about it in The More You Know. But but I wanted to red light. And I know, I, I guess I know why they did it. But Barry and Succession ending on the same night was such a rare event. And it felt like Barry didn't quite get its flowers like it should Oh, I have. agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like it was due 
its own like set piece consideration, critical analysis, um, monocultural um, kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, examination. And it just came and went. And I thought in a lot of ways, Barry was, um, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, kind of the Moneyball version of succession, I guess, in a lot of ways of just oh, yeah. doing uh, just as much with very little uh, in terms of budget like Succession uh, had. Uh, and that's not to disparage Succession. It was a wonderful show. Um, but Barry was just such a re- revelation, even to the end of what uh, the show was about and how it twisted and turned and evolved. And it just kind of it just kind of bothered me a little bit. You know, I just wish more people – I just want to encourage people, if you haven't watched it, you need to check it out because it's so – incredible and revelatory but um i just wanted to get its credit you know no i agree because it's weird i get that like you know because other people will say well mrs mazel ended and ted lasso ended the same they all ended the same week yeah those are different networks but like hbo not even giving like an opportunity for barry to have its own week i mean you could really have delayed it one week that's all we would and i don't know if it was an emmy thing so i'm sure there's a reason why and uh, to hbo's credit like they really owned um sunday night because it was yeah. like these two powerhouse oh, shows. Sure. But I feel like for two shows to go out at the height of their powers and to just be okay with walking away, it was so impressive. So I just want more people to like Barry. Um, what is your green light this week? Okay, my green light this week. Speaking of HBO and a show that you might could replace, I would say if you love Ted Lasso and you were like, I would just want something that's just low key and easy going and, and makes me feel good. The show that I'm recommending to you is Somebody Somewhere. It is a comedy drama series on HBO. It stars Bridget Everett. It's set in Manhattan, Kansas, and it follows Sam, played by Bridget Everett, as she deals with a midlife crisis after the death of her sister. And I started watching this, and at first I was like, oh, there's just not a lot happening. And then I was like, oh, I kind of love it. I love that there's not a lot happening, but every day things are happening all the time. It almost is like you got out of the, like, you know, the, you got to middle America, literally in Kansas, and you have the show that's meeting interesting characters, very much like the interesting people we know in our own lives. And they're having normal conversations at the hardware store or at the, you know, theater presentation in their little town. And it's really Every character is complex and nuanced and just really fun to watch. And it is funny and tender and ordinary in the very best way. I, Jen Cheney, who writes for Vulture, this is what she said about Somebody Somewhere. She said, this is the beauty of Somebody Somewhere, a series that unfolds at the pace and temperature of real life. It is not inviting us to laugh at Swedish billionaires who send blood bricks to their employees or pay assassins accidentally blowing off their own fingers with exploding pens. It is inviting us to laugh with Sam and those closest to her the same way we laugh with our actual friends. Guys, it's two seasons. It's already been renewed for a third. They're 14 half-hour episodes. You will root for everyone in this ensemble it's fantastic so uh my i've got two green lines i'll start with uh my dad light uh it's the little mermaid um uh, we talked about it in the more you know this week um so i won't belabor it here but um we saw it at the beach with my girls and my nieces and i got five out of five uh thumbs up Aww. um uh, they particularly love the lin-manuel uh song additions uh to the canon you know i for one love uh just the the new diversity of the little mermaid but some people here obviously don't uh but uh so if you want to hear us talk about the little mermaid uh you can join us at patreon uh to hear more about that but um the proper green light this week is the tv show platonic on apple tv this is nick stoller seth rogan and rose Byrne reuniting for the show that it almost like uh, what not almost it examines what happens when former best friends reconnect as adults and try to overlook like what caused the split in the first place. That's like the, the overtext of it. But the subtext of it is like how to get old while still trying to feel 
young and navigating stuff where you do actually feel old, but stuff where you do actually kind of feel young. It's very Apatowian. Um, I found it very sitcom light, uh, like uh, uh, almost like a prestige new girl, I think. Uh, easy laughs. Um, but it also it does get really uh, real about, you know, life and getting old, but trying to stay young. Uh, I, I just love Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne's chemistry. I really like Nick Solar as a, a storyteller and as a director and, and producer. So uh, I think if you want a light kind of half hour comedy, you're going to really love Platonic on I'll Apple. have to check it out. Um, okay, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And before you go, remember time you do shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So you purchase your affiliate link. If your item purchase using that link this week was, uh, this is dry roasted edamame. Okay, so this has 14,000 global ratings, 4.2 stars. My favorite questions are, in this order, fourth favorite, what's the best way to serve it? Okay, uh, Tina responded, we serve and eat these like peanuts as a sign. Then, how do you heat it up? And then Lindsay said, no, you don't You don't heat them up. Then someone asked, what color is it? And in the picture, you can see it's a light green color. And then, of course, my favorite question in the Q&A on Amazon was, did Eddie Money invent edamame? And the answer was, of course, no. All right, you guys, don't forget, you can see us live in person, in real life, at the Podcast Live this September in both Austin and Atlanta. Just go to knoxandjamie.com slash live to learn more. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You can find me on the socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.